and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. All rise, court is back in session. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who is man and machine, power extreme, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, man, what is that from? Come on. It's a deep pull. It's retro yet topical, kind of, in a roundabout way, it's topical. <laughs> That's not going to get me there. It's um, it's a deep pull, but like just on the surface of what we would consider deep. And a machine power extreme. Uh, is that a centurion? Centurion. Wow. I I I had to I had to dig for that one. That was a pretty sweet toy line that didn't have the lifespan. You know, it's funny point. because you shared that that Sears catalog link with with, uh, oh, with with me this week. You get so lost in that thing. And, and you, you said check out 86. So I checked out 86 and that Centurion toy line was was pretty banging. Yeah. Like it was big. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was that that big. My first exposure to that cartoon actually wasn't until pfft, the Cartoon Network started and started rerunning it. Yeah. And like I had no idea that that show existed when it was like new. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. Toys were freaking awesome. <sighs> One of many, yeah, oh, from the eighties, yeah, maybe the eighties. Oh god, that that website gets so. Oh lost. yeah, I, I tumble. Well, at first I was like, "How do I even tackle this?" It's a thousand page catalog. You just go thumbnail mode and scroll till you see the toys. Well, there's that. I just searched toys or that or like GI Joe, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm in the ballpark. I'm good yep. to go." Yeah. Yep. Good times. And it's funny because you can kind of see, uh, like. When the collection, the line starts to kind of taper off. Yeah. Like, at some point, G.I. Joe is a two-page spread. About 91, 92. Yeah. Then it was, then it was gone. By 94, it was gone. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, here we are. Hi. Back again. Hi. What what was that website? Just so our... I don't know. Listeners can <laughs> you can send it out. I don't know. Yeah. Keep checking the Facebook page. If you're... We'll, we'll, if you're we'll post. If you're of the Xenial... Uh, generation which we are sure i learned that i learned that phrases with xenial it's a, it's like a micro generation that comes in between generation x and millennials yeah we were the we were the last generation to not have technology and the first generation to embrace technology at the same time i've seen the varying degrees of classification of what is a millennial and some include me and some don't so I will just have to uh, self-identify and say, no, I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I'll no. take the Xennial. I, I like that. I, I'm a little older. This is like my whole relationship with like heavy metal. I was too young to care or, or want to listen to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, but I was too old to really get into the new wave of stuff in the early 2000s. So I'm in this weird little mini zone. It's hard to explain. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our opening statements. Sir, how was your week? Uh, well, there's a lot going on here, Carl. There's a lot going on. I've noticed I walked in. Yeah, so you see... Wires that, and such there, not. There, yeah, there's 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 home reno in the works. Um, I'll... I'll I guess I might as well start there, even though I'll back up before we continue. Um, so Saturday, we'll get back to Friday, but Saturday, um, I spent most of the day um, doing this. Well, we're flip-flopping, as you can tell, the front living room, right? 
So yep. the dining room becomes the living room. The living room becomes the dining room because my real living room is in the back of the house, which is the big, attractive, great room that everyone yes. goes, ooh, and you know that's where we are 90% of the time. The front doesn't really get used. So I'm in the process of turning the big, air quotes, living room into the dining room up in the front. And the dining room will become like a den, like some kind of practical space. So I can put like the desk that's in there, put that in there, mm-hmm. tuck the exercise bike away in there, maybe throw some French doors up and just give it like some, you know. More or less a utility room. Uh, a den, yeah, a den. I mean, it's, it's what it is, it's a den. It's a little room with a desk and a chair and whatever you want it to be, right? But not, but not a living room, you know? Yeah. Dining room will adjoin the kitchen and be much more user-friendly, I guess, because it's directly adjoining the kitchen if, yeah. in this case. See, I just I hear den, and I think, like, smoking jacket, leather-bound books. Sure, go for it. Rich mahogany. I'll throw some in there if you want. <laughs> Why not? Um, but the problem is there's no electrical in that room. Well, there's, there's plugs, but there's no lighting. So yeah. what my father and I have decided to do is uh, tap into some power on the opposite wall in the kitchen here. And while I've got the floor, uh, I got the carpet all pulled up upstairs because we're replacing that floor as soon as we get back from California. That Like, this, the second, like, two days after we're back, that floor is getting put in up there. So while we've got access to the floor, we are, we, we've cut some holes in the floor and we've drilled some holes in the, in the floor to get into the wall cavity to get at electrical and... Mm. It's been very complicated, so we we were doing that, and oh, what a good time that was on Saturday. There's a certain point when you're doing kind of things like this when you realize like we're going to do it as cleanly as possible, and then there's a certain point. <laughs> there's a certain point where screw cleanly. Let's just get it done. Well, no, not exactly. Where an electrical box that was installed in the 1920s, okay, yep, is in that wall. And it's not like an electrical box today that's just kind of like tacked into the frame. Yep. No, 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 no. I swear to God, this thing was tacked into the frame, into the board in the wall, right? Yep. And then it it's it has a metal bracket on the box where the wires are inside. The metal bracket that's part of the box extends over across the beam. And then it is nailed into the beam by four nails and then lath and plaster overed. Mm. So to get that out, we had to go ahead and just rip out a section of the wall to yeah. get that box out. Yeah. And we're not done. So tomorrow evening, we're going to finish this off. We're going to replace the box proper, wire it up proper. Right now, it's just loosely wired and we got to put the switch in. So, more holes to come. Your, your Nintendo Switch? No, not this time. <laughs> uh, wall Switch. So, there's another hole in the wall to come. Uh, we're going to get all that taken care of tomorrow before we go. Putting on dimmer? Yes. Um, Gotta do a dimmer. Yeah. So, actually, I, it's like that, that reminds me, I will have to text my old man and ask him what we need. So, we don't have to go scrambling for stuff tomorrow night when it's like, Dad, we got to get this done. Because I leave Thursday for California, and I don't want to leave this. I don't. I don't want electric. Electrical is one of those repairs where, like, yeah, I don't like leaving it undone. Yep. Like, sure, it's fine right now. No one's touching it. 
but I yep. it's don't, electricity. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Generally, my philosophy when pros when approaching home improvement has always been: if it deals with electricity or poop, I just hire someone to do it. That's that's a fair. It's a good way to go. It's a yeah. good way to go. So anyway, that was that was basically all of Saturday. Um, it wasn't that St. Patrick's Day too. Yeah. Okay. Well, when we got done, I basically just indulged here at home alone with several beers <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> I got my Irish on by my lonesome. <laughs> that's. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. It's good. So, good. Some would call that celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Others call it alcoholism. <laughs> hey, you do you. <laughs> Whatever you call it. So um, let's back up then to Friday. So Friday we had uh, some some gamings yeah, that, we had that, game that occurred. Um, and just, to, you know, in general, the week uh, that, that's been, I've been tinkering with, uh, tinkering, playing Final Fantasy 3 again on my, my Super NT. Mm. And oh, glory, glory, glory. What? <laughs> Number one, I love the Super NT. I love it. It's amazing. And if you are a Super Nintendo fan... There is no reason not to get one. You just it's, it's just it's just great. Final Fantasy three is my favorite Final Fantasy, and I would argue okay. it's the best one. So I'm playing that and just enjoying the crap out of it. It's just <coughs> glorious. The sprite work is is brilliant, and the soundtrack is just amazing. Anyway, Friday we played a new game. Yes, Klondike Rush. Yes, I enjoyed Klondike Rush. I'm happy you did. Yeah, that was a uh, that's pretty good. Once it's, I got, once I kind of got the strategy down, yeah, it's it's very interesting because like, it's money management. It's, I guess you could say worker placement, um, but it operates in a way that we are not accustomed to with games, as far as using like colors to identify things and whatnot. Because like we were kind of operating under, you know, you want a cluster, you know. I think that's the same a, color together in like certain well, areas, and that's kind of not what you what you don't want to do. In it's that not game. what it 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 just kind of worked out that way because that's a cheap way to get resources early. Yeah. But when you start once once you clustered up, like it's hard to expand. Yeah. So yeah, it's a I, it's it's a pretty interesting game. I think I would I would play it differently if we play it again. Like yeah, st- I, strategically I we'd too. have to play it differently. Yeah, but. It wasn't until late in the game that I realized, like, I thought I was doing pretty well. Then I looked over at uh, Jen's board, and I'm like, oh, nope, she's going to win. Jen, you always, I don't care what the game is, you whether it's the first time she's played it or the 101st time she's played it, you always have to keep your eyes on Jen. And yeah. She, she, she is always a threat to win because yep. she's quiet. Yeah. She'll just sit there. Gathering those those victories and whatnot. Sometimes you think she's not even paying attention. Yeah. Especially when she's like half out and you're done. Yeah, when she's literally not paying attention, you're screwed. I think uh, I think she's I think she's working us all. To be honest with you, could be. Yeah, could be. So that's uh, I, I enjoyed Klondike Rush. Good game. Yeah, Good I definitely want to play it again at some point. So uh, that backs us up to Friday. Then we, I just told you about Saturday, Sunday. Uh, not a lot. Um, again, a lot of this house stuff was going on. So I had to move a bed frame, which was unfortunate because I I hurt myself doing it and that was a good time and uh just so here's you know you know it's a real problem with with this whole uh flooring upstairs thing my comics are up there mm. those are going to be a real problem <laughs> mm. when they're putting this floor in 
So I may have to move my 15 long boxes down here, which means it's going to be 15 trips up and down the stairs with a long box. I think... It's not, not good. It's not good. I think if you find a way, and I'll definitely come and help you on this because it'll definitely be a two-person job, mitigate some of the the heavy lifting is to figure out some sort of slide system. <laughs> slide them down the no, stairs? No, seriously, yeah. Like, you're at the top, oh. I'm at the bottom. Just kind of slide them, like, extend down. Because if you if you extend your arm down, it's a long box. Yeah. It's not going to be sliding that much before I catch it. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just going to beast them. I'll just beast them downstairs. It'll be fine. All right. What I will need, I might need a hand with, though, is... Uh, some dresser stuff and, you know, those kind of things. Get, well, those, get those out of the way. I'm sure Jay will be happy. Oh, you. good, good. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure he will. Yeah, you know I'll be there if you need me. And um, today, really. Um, Tuesday. Yeah. So we've got major breaking wrestling news that's kind of taken over everything oh um after two years of forced air quotes retirement uh wwe decided to clear daniel bryan for in-ring action again okay that's a big deal explain to me why this is big because he's the biggest star they've had since cm punk and arguably since stone cold steve austin (laughs) well don't don't explain it to me like I'm an idiot for not well, knowing this. I don't watch. I don't watch. So I don't. That's the know. short version. That's all. So he was kept. He was medically forced to retire because of concussions. WWE has a concussion lawsuit against it from several former stars, and they're very uh, cautious about concussions. So when guys get knocked out now, they they. They take them off the road, and they yeah. do, they had the whole protocol and all that. Daniel Bryan admitted that he had many concussions in his career, and as a result, they shelved him. They like they made him retire. They kept him on as on screen talent, but he does he has not wrestled in two years. He's passed every single test that that he's had to take. He has gotten clearance from every doctor under the sun, except for WWE's approved air quotes doctors right Mm. and he's been in this kind of limbo holding pattern for two years and all he wants to do is wrestle he is like he is a wrestler that's all he wants to do period now they're clearing him and it's interesting because here's the thing his contract was supposed to be up in september and all he wants to do is wrestle and all anyone has basically said is that if he is not going to be able to wrestle, come September, he will be gone. And he will be in Japan, or he will be in Ring of Honor, he will be on the independent circuit, and wherever he goes, he will be a huge draw. Huge draw. So it looks like WWE is now caving a little bit, and that's not going to be a thing. He could still choose to leave in September, but I would assume that them saying, hey, you're good to go, he's going to choose to stay. I okay. mean, the money's probably with the money. But then again, maybe not. But So here's where this gets all muddy for people like me and Jay, for instance. 
I don't think he was medically forced to retire. I think he had a medical issue, and WWE seized on it to sit him down and keep him out of the spotlight because he was a massively popular wrestler at the exact same time that they were trying to build up their golden boy, Roman Reigns. Uh And the fans didn't want Roman Reigns. They wanted Daniel Bryan. And they tried everything in their power not to let Daniel Bryan get his moment in the sun until they relented and they gave Daniel Bryan his moment in the sun and then had him uh, try to get over Roman. And then when that didn't work, then they kind of, he had a, he did get a concussion in, in a match and then they sat him down permanently. So the tinfoil hat people like me and Jay possibly, <laughs> We look at it and probably, and I'm, I don't know, again, medically, yeah, yeah, there's probably reason why he had to, had to back out. But I personally think a bigger factor was this little twerp, this indie twerp, this bingo hall twerp got over when we didn't want him to. And our golden boy that we're trying to get over isn't working out because everyone likes this other guy that we didn't make. So I think that they sat him down to get him out of the way. Could be wrong, could be wrong. And now, conveniently, as wrestling in globally is kind of getting some heat again, but it's not necessarily WWE that's getting that heat. There's yeah. New Japan's global expansion. Britain's got a whole scene going on that WWE has actively been trying to squash, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of independent stuff going on. The Young Bucks and in, in, in the Bullet Club are putting on a show in Chicago that's gonna it's going to sell 11,000 tickets by themselves. Hmm. It's going to happen, September. So wrestling's hot right now, just not necessarily WWE. So I think WWE sees like, well, if this guy goes anywhere, he's going to be an anchor for someone else. Yeah, We can't let that happen. That's just my thinking. It's cynical, and it's, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was all medical and whatever, but eh, I, I don't trust that company. Do you want him to stay or do you want him to go? I want him to go. I want him anywhere but WWE. Gotcha. However, since he is now cleared to wrestle, it does open up some possibilities for fun stuff before he leaves in September. In my in my in my fantasy scenario, he still leaves in September. But before then, he could wrestle AJ Styles and put on some classics. He could wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't think they've ever faced each other, to be honest with you. But they did train together many, many years ago when they were both rookie youths. And they know each other and they're friends. So hmm. that match has been kind of hovering in the fantasy zone for a while. It could come to fruition now. So some good things could happen from this. And I'm sure whatever he does from between now and then is going to be great. As long as he stays healthy. Cross, cross your fingers. But I, I quietly, secretly, not so secretly would rather he just leave. And go to a company where I can watch him put on five-star classics with, you know... Kenny Omega and Okada and, and, yeah. and, and Zack Sabres Jr. And so you don't want him to leave and go to a company. You just want him to leave and go to NJPW. Basically, yes. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's that's all anyone's been talking about for the last like three or four hours now since the news broke. And it's kind of breaking the internet in half. So WrestleMania is looking sort of uh, salvageable at this point. Because, <laughs> well... Yes, we're getting Shinsuke and AJ round two, but uh, AJ is hurt. 
So like legit hurt. Yes, or? legitimately hurt. Now apparently it's not severe enough where he's not going to wrestle at Mania. Yeah, but I don't know how much it's going to hinder him either. But mm. in any case, um, this is all what's going on with the wrestling, and it's all relevant because I leave Thursday to go to California for a NJPW show. So Woo. a lot going on, a lot going on, Woo. a lot going on, and I've monopolized the conversation. Woo. I'm done. How was your week? <laughs> My week was uh, was good. Um, Friday night, like you said, we had the game night. Uh, Saturday was, yes, St. Patrick's Day, but also, more importantly to me, it was William's second birthday. Ah. So, happy birthday, my dear, dear son. Um, he's now two years old. Uh, we had some, we had, like, immediate family over. I made my three-meat Guinness chili. Mm. Had to make it with the extra stout Guinness this time, because, you know, trying to find standard Guinness... On St. Patrick's uh, like Day. Like Wegmans on a, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Good luck. Didn't so much like it with the extra stout. Huh. Now, everybody everybody enjoyed it. I've eaten leftovers for the past couple of days. It's still good. It's just not not quite the way I like it. Hmm. I like a little stout in there, but you don't like the, like, over stoutly, hmm. I guess, if that's a word. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um. So that was... Saturday, um, Sunday, there was going to be an X-Wing tournament, but I decided not to play because, like, I was out with you, you know, I was over here Friday night for game night, Saturday was getting ready all day for the family and then the family being over. I just wanted to have a day spending with family and whatnot. Uh, but that night, I actually went over to my friend Adam's house and he had a bit of a game night there and we got I got to play Rising Sun again. Okay. All right. Uh not liking it as much. Okay. Second time around. Um seen a lot of flaws of the game. Like just how things aren't always clearly as worded as they should be in all places that the wording should be located. Hmm. So I don't know. First time I played it, I liked it. Second time saw some flaws in it. So, see what the uh, third time holds. Hmm. If yeah. there is a third time. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was that. Um, the wife and I continue on the road to Infinity War. We finished Winter Soldier. Okay. So good. It's it's so freaking good. You still have a lot of catching up to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. And What's then, next? Well, next one was, and we started and finished it, was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Guardians is my favorite franchise within Marvel. Wow. All right. I can say I can safely say that even though they've only had two films, um, the themes of both films just speak to me more than the other films do. All right. Just the, the kind of... It's familial. Yeah, it's familial, but it's familial in a way that it's non-traditionally familial. Kind of in the way that, you know, my blood relatives, as of right now in the immediate area, are my mother, and that's it. Um, I've got some cousins and uncle in Ohio, and there's not really any communication there. Um, At, like, its peak, my blood relatives were my father, mother, grandmother, and grandfather. I've never had a big uh, genetic family. Gotcha. My family's always been cobbled together of my, you know, close friends. That's how I've 
kind of defined my family. So that's kind of very much the theme of the first Guardians, kind of finding families where you find it. Yeah. And the second Guardians being essentially a father-son story. Sure. speaks to me for obvious reasons I've talked about numerous times before. But yeah, I think like after watching Guardians 1 through again, I was just like, this is my favorite franchise. Okay. And still just crazy fun. Good times. Um, So yeah. That, I think, yeah, I think that was pretty much my week. Yeah. Well, all right. It was a good week. But, dear listener, if you would like to tell us about your week, if you'd like to send us any questions to be read on the show, if you'd like to send us any comments to be read on the show, you can find us at the following locations. You can go to Twitter, follow us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Oh, I also forgot to mention our guest appearance on the Geekiverse came out this past week. It too. did. Did so you listen to it? I did. You put some really great old commercials in there and whatnot. I was yeah, like, yeah. when Nate does that. The editing was uh, interesting. Um, yeah, folks, check that out. Uh, go over to the Geekiverse. You can probably just Google that. Throw it in your Google machine. Yeah, and, it's on, uh, they're on iTunes. Yeah, and SoundCloud and all the rest of the yep. places you would find stuff. And uh, yeah, just look for the memory machine. I think it's episode 12. <laughs> just look just look for me and Carl's yep. uh, pristine names shining in stars. Yep. And that's the episode that we uh, talked about video games from 1984, 85 to 1990. Yep. And it was a good time. It was a really good time. All right. That being said, Drew, we do have some questions. Oh, I hope they I hope they pertain to the serial cinematic universe. <laughs> Starting out with Mr. Chris Taylor. Question one, question one. And these aren't really directed towards either one of us. They're just three questions in general. Okay. My sister raises chickens at her house. Would it be out of line to ask her to name one of them? <laughs> Carl clearly has not screened these questions. <laughs> no, I have. I just forgot. <laughs> Would it be out of line to ask her to name one of them Henny Omega? Henny Omega. <laughs> Only if, if you great. can think if 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 you could name two others, some other um um Matt or Nick. The, wa- the wild clucks. Um, the young clucks. I like the young it. clucks. The young clucks. Yes, Henny Omega and the young clucks. I, I'm I'm okay with this. I approve. <laughs> Just make sure it's clucks. The L is, is key. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yes. Question two. <laughs> In this greater serial mascot cinematic universe. Yes. Would the New Day appear in it? Oh, absolutely. I only ask because Budios is a real serial. Yes. I'm going to let you take this At- one. Bring them in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that- absolutely yes. All right. What was the, the, you posted on our Facebook page, the reference guide website. You Someone found? out there, bless this person, he should be involved in the space program, has been archiving all of this stuff, serial mascots for the last hundred years. Every company, every brand, every serial, every iteration of every character <laughs> and their extended characters. It's, it's like our, it's our field guide. <laughs> Listeners, 
go to that go on our Facebook page, find that link, go to that site, and just start just just pour over it and and start hitting us with 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 the ideas. We'll find our story. We'll find all of our entire our, our entire cast. It's all right there. Plan out phases. Yeah. Oh, the phases. I didn't even think about phases. We could do phases. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. This all has to happen. All right. It's exciting. Phase two, we introduced the drink mascots. Pump, pump the brakes. Punchy. Wine punch. No. No. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Too bad. We're doing it. <laughs> Maybe after the reboot? Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't need to reboot. We're not DC. Well, let's... Okay. DC films, anyway. Fair enough. Um... Question three. After finishing Jessica Jones, I asked around, and it seems like a majority of my friends have stated that the frequency of the releases of these Marvel Netflix shows is a bit too soon too much. Really? Do you feel this is somewhat a valid argument, considering in the past you presented the idea that maybe Marvel should hit the pause button before releasing more movies, TVs after Infinity War, or the inevitable Disney streaming launch? Uh, I don't feel like they're too yeah, much. I think the Netflix shows are at a Perfect pace. You always have get, a new one every few months. We get two a year. Yeah, it's just right. Yeah, two two a year is is a okay. Yeah, um, especially for this show because it gives us you know yeah content, a little breather, um, content, and then breather and ebbs and flows. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I, two a year is fine. Um, I don't know for a fact if it's ever going to get more than that. I can't. I don't. I, I, I don't, wouldn't want it to get more than that. No, no, it'd be too much yeah. to cover and too much to watch and digest. Um, and I, I think that one year you'd be going too long in between shows. Yeah, we we live in the in the binge era. Even though I don't binge watch things, but lots of people do. Apparently, I pace that stuff out. I, I, I it's it it's fine. It's yeah, totally I fine. can't I can't sit down do an entire season in one day. Neither that's can just, I. But a lot crazy. of people can. So I think a lot of people. If anyone's complaining about there being too much, like how slow are they watching this stuff? I don't yeah. watch things fast. And I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's more of a valid complaint with the films. I mean, I'm enjoying what we're getting, but I think I can see where someone could say three year. It's a bit much. Um, yeah. Depends. I mean, until they're bad, which they haven't been. Well, in, I mean, in Marvel's yeah. case, anyway. Um, Black Panther, fifth week in a row, number one at the box office. Yeah, yeah Long I guess the king. I guess we're jumping ahead of uh, the news section, but I mean, um, I, ha- I, 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 ha- I asked you before it came before the weekend. So does Black Panther just cruise and destroy Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider's gonna bomb, right? I don't think it bombed. I think it. I think after everyone saw what Black Panther was doing expectations were adjusted for the next couple weeks of film. They clearly wanted this to be a thing, though, right? Tomb Raider? Yes. Yeah, they, that was supposed to be like, uh, yeah, come on. No, don't don't, don't sell it short. They're trying to make that a thing. That ain't happening. Tomb Raider is not a thing. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Tomb Raider is not a thing. I don't think they were just... Might have been one of those things where we kind of have to do something with it or else we lose it. They they thought much higher of it than they should have put it that way so anyway um i digress so yeah but yeah i think um i think the clip of marvel shows is good it's good all right chris thank you very much for your questions now moving on to mr jj Samino, drew and carl if you could kill off one character in comics either out of spite 
or to give great story with emotions, who would it be and how would it go? Wow, that's that's very open ended. That's uh, a tough question because freaking everybody's died at one point or another. Yeah. Spite? Oh, I can kill a lot of characters <laughs> for spite. Let's see, who would I spite kill? Um I'll spite kill Deadpool. Saw that coming a mile away. And I'd keep him dead for a long time. In a pool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, there you go. Nailed it. He drowns to death. And they put the cover on, <laughs> they never take it off. Um, I don't know. <coughs> it's 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 tough because like I think the characters whose deaths are the most meaningful are the secondary characters. You know, there was... In service to the main characters, you mean? I mean... Kind of in service, but not always... It doesn't always have to be an event type thing. Perfect example. Mid-Clone Saga, you know, for as bad as it was, Marvel decided to kill off Aunt May. Ah! But it wasn't like anything nefarious or anything like that. She just got sick and passed away of natural causes. And it was an incredibly emotional story because she revealed that she had known the whole time Peter was Spider-Man. So and just, did, the, just did, the, way, did, the way she did it was it was just so well written because Peter and May were on top of the Empire State Building and they, you know, Macy's a couple birds fly by and she's like, I've always met, I've always wanted to ask you, how does it feel to fly over the city like that? And he's like, I, what are you talking about? Oh, he's just like, oh, Peter, how you lived above me. How could I not know? And it's just one of those things. And then she just like, she just fell ill and passed away of natural causes. Until, until she didn't. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was a really great story. Marvel just ruined it by like, I guess like she was some sort of. Osborne construction or something. There it is. Yeah. Gotcha. But I mean, if you, I would want to be a character like kind of along those lines. I mean, you could almost say Alfred, maybe a character. I would say, I would say that at all before. I mean, probably Batman and Robin. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, a character who is kind of central to the main character, I think that stuff works best on. It's also the easy route to go, though. It depends on how you do that's, it. That's like how, with, that's how with, you get the you know the old the old women in refrigerators trope. So you got to you yeah. Try. I mean, don't don't do it. I mean, like again, going back to an anime story, it was understandable. Character had been around for thirty plus years at that point. She was old when she was introduced. Yeah, like you know, yeah. if you want to. If you were all right, let's say let's say I'm saying Alfred. I would want to see it like he has cancer or something. And it's he kind has, of a long uh, McGregor syndrome. No. <laughs> um and his and only Mr. Freeze has a cure conveniently on his suit. McGregor syndrome, where you are unknowingly compelled to watch you and McGregor movies. Wow. Nonstop. Oh dear. Um no, just something like that where you have a chance to tell an emotional story and put the hero or main character in a situation where they can't, like, punch their way out of it or something like that. Sure, sure. I get that. I think things like that. So, yeah. Drew. Holla. 
Today is the first day of spring. It is. Snow is melting. Kind of. The bunnies are hopping. Uh, Huey's killing them. Dog. Yeah. That's morbid. Oh, I got a story for you. (laughs) Dogs are running through the muddy backyards all across western New York. Yeah, yeah. So how many days until Long Beach? Jay? So here's the question. Is how many days until you leave for Long Beach and how many or how many days till the actual wrestling event? We leave Thursday the twenty second. Well, me, Jay will be joining me later. And the event is on the twenty fifth. Cool. Sunday. So from this day, the day of recording, the twentieth here, we are five days away from yes. the event. And we will not you will not be back in time for us to record on our normal time. We won't. However, there are wheels in motion, possibly, if I can get my Surface up and running with my recording software, where there might be a very special episode of The Devil's Due featuring J. Gelsomino, uh covering um, Strong Style Evolved from <laughs> Long Beach. Starting. It's possible. I'm just going to put that out there. It's possible. Um, Carl, would you rather fight one giant Kurt Russell... Or 100 mini Kurt Russells. The minis are wide open tombstone Russells. The giant one is Captain Ron. It's <laughs> a tough call because, like, I don't know how many we're talking. This is an SNL skit. Yeah, probably. Probably. The mini Ditka. Mini Ditka. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna say, you know what? I probably have a better chance against the giant Captain Ron one. Okay. He's kind of clueless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with giant Captain Ron. I have no strategy, but, you know, I mean, go for the legs. It seemed might be our only way of stopping him is all I can think of at the moment. So, yeah. All right. Jay, thank you very much for your questions. We always appreciate questions and comments being sent to the show. As much as we love Jay and Alan, folks, they don't have to be the only ones sending questions. We appreciate what they do for us and give us some fun stuff to talk about, but if you got anything you want to ask us or mention or hey, even insult us on the show. I mean, we'd pretty prefer you don't. Yeah, but yeah, but send us. Jo- join in the fun. It's, a, it's an open door policy here in the courthouse. We'd love to hear from you. All right, so cross-examination is done. Now we move on to our case files, and we got a bunch of stuff to go over this week. Start with the big bad man jam. Drew? Yeah? We got a new Avengers Infinity War trailer. We did. It's very Thanos-centric. Oh, boy. I mean, look, at this point, I'm in the theater. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? and, And I'll be honest, there's a lot of stuff coming out now, like, you know, not spoilers, but, you know, just details. Yep. And I'm kind of in the point like, ah, la, 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 yeah, la, black ha- hands in the ears. I yeah. don't stop telling me things. I'm going to see the movie. I want to be surprised and I want it to just kind of wash over me. Yep. Like, you know, I've seen all I need to see. We've got our tickets. No, oh, we do. Um, yeah. I I'm mean, ready. Uh, I'm very ready. Who? Okay, Carl, who dies? I have a theory. I don't think you will like this theory. I don't think they're actually going to do this, but I'm saying it might be cool if they did do this because I was thinking like for the next chapter of Marvel Cinematics, like what's the next big event they build to? Now I was thinking over the past big events of Marveldom 
that I can remember. Yeah, there are many. <laughs> and I was I thought of one off the top of my head. I was like, no, you don't want to do that again because it's kind of thematic to the last one. But it seems like all the big Marveldom events kind of focus around aliens in one form or another. Yeah. So I kind of, all right. So you kill Iron Man. Yep, that seems pretty obvious at this point. Iron Man and Cap. And, and Vegas are probably safe bets on Iron Man dead, Cap either dead or retired walking away from the role Excuse because me. of losing Iron Man and whatnot. Sure. Battles won. Happy day, Kalu Kalei. Credits roll. End of the credits. End credits stinger. Go on. This is dark room somewhere. You've got Nick Fury okay. standing in front of a table that's lit, and there's a body on the table. He's covering the... Uh, you you kind of zooming in from behind him, and his body's covering the upper torso, mm-hmm. but you could tell because the armor's on it that it's, you know, it's Stark's body. Yeah. Maria Hill comes walking behind him, and Nick Fury simply says, we have a problem. And the camera pans over his shoulders. I see what you're doing here. And it's a scroll. Yeah, yeah. And I know you weren't a big fan of the the event in the comics, but I think with Secret Invasion... Squandered potential. I think with Secret Invasion, you can build to that over the next chapter of Marvel Cinema. You, you, you could. I th- and and yeah. it leaves the door open if... You ever want to bring Robert Downey Jr. back? Sure, sure. I I, I get tight with that because I feel like people don't like to think that the things that they've invested in aren't real. And if you start saying, psych, it wasn't who you thought it was, it was a scroll, that could rub some people the wrong way. Let's not say when he became a scroll. I know, but it introduces that, that, you know, that sliver of doubt. And as as a Spider-Man fan, you should appreciate that no i get that i get that you know ben riley he was always peter parker he was always but no that did not last long no that lasted for so, like half a year yeah it's so you know eh, it's that seems like a safe choice i was you know secret war i mean you, it's not really something you can really build to though. yeah i don't really know what you would do i think they're gonna have to just maybe i don't know you know what I would do? Here's what I would do. I would do what I've said already. You end the movie. The, the the day has been saved. The universe is somehow rebooted, reset, whatever, but with the Fantastic Four. And then you start building towards the coming of Galactus. I I think I don't think you do the Fantastic Four in this film, even in like a stinger scene. But I think depends if, you, if they can or not. <laughs> if you find yeah, if you find a way to kind of launch the next chapter with them, that yeah. Well, no, I think the next chapter should launch with Black Panther two, establishing oh, as yeah. your central. That's pretty over. That's going to happen. Iron Man style character, and then if you can introduce Fantastic Four, then yes, build towards Galactus. It, it that's the smart move. If yeah, that's what I would do because you have to in a way you kind of have to top. Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. And who who big... Well, I mean, Thanos is a big deal, obviously, but, I mean, visually and in terms of his... his uh, The shadow that looms large, figuratively and literally speaking, it's, it's Galactus, man. You gotta, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta bring in Galactus. 
and the Surfer yep. and and you know the Fantastic Four and you know whatever cosmic heroes you still got. Captain Marvel will be there. She'll she'll be on the level with with that. Uh, the Guardians obviously are, are they're, they're not going anywhere. So I mean you can, you can keep them around. Actually, I kind of hope they just kind of go back space. Yeah, yeah, well, it's all good. It's all good. Pip the troll can show up. Pip. <laughs> he had an infinity gem in between his toes. Um, I that seems like the that seems like the way to go. The build build up the little Fantastic Four universe and and bring Galactus to Earth or however you're going to do it, and then bring all the characters together again to fight him. See, and this is why I'm surprised that they haven't they didn't bring Adam Warlock in sooner because it feels like like I know. Obviously, Marvel is established. They take the title, but they don't necessarily do the story yeah. from the title. Yeah. See uh, Age of Ultron. And Civil War, to a and degree. Civil, to, a, to, a, to a degree. To, yeah, to a degree. They did what they could with the title. Like They, they take the, the spirit and the theme of the story, and they kind of do that. If you have Adam Warlock, then you can introduce the Infinity Watch after this movie. Yeah. Because you've got Drax and Gamora. You do. You do. And then you could just kind of fill in with ours, and that gives you freedom to introduce other characters to Guardians and things like that. I don't know. It's, it's a whole rich pl- plethora. We're, we're getting good stuff with Marvel, but clearly we'd be getting better stuff if Drew and I were calling shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kevin Feige knows what he's doing here. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all right. Kevin, but, but, Fantastic Four. That's, that, that's, that's the move. That's the move. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the timing is, is looking right for it. And I think the audience is is ready for it. Yep. So yeah. And if not, we still got Incredibles two coming, so that'll be yeah, just yeah. That'll good. that'll have to supplement yeah. <laughs> our Fantastic Four itch. So moving from Marvel Studios over to our favorite dumpster fire oh, DC films. Oh God, what's going on now? Well, they uh, I don't know if you saw or not. They announced today. Uh, they showed today the logo for Shazam. For the Shazam. I, I just saw that. Looks yes. solid. Looks good. Looks it's, fun. It's good. There's an exclamation point at the end, which for some reason kind of it's it certainly is a logo for, yeah. for Shazam. Um, but they announced earlier this week that they are adding another film to their slate. Are they now of films that I believe are never going to come out? Oh, what's this one? Uh, um, New Gods. Yeah. Right. And they are. Oh, you're serious? Yeah, and they have a director, Ava DuVernay. She just did the Wrinkle Wrinkle in Time, time. right? Okay. I mean, on paper, yeah, I was literally going to say, sign me up. Sure, her doing a New Gods movie, yes. In reality, we know who's trying to make this. This isn't going to happen. If you can't get Superman and Batman and the Justice League together to succeed. What gives you any reason to think they can pull off the new gods? Yeah. Like, Jack Kirby created the new gods, and even he had a hard time really making them work on people. It took a long time for them to really leave an impact and stick around enough for people got attached to them. Like, if I have a, a choice... As far as getting involved with new gods or inhumans, I'm going new gods. Yes, agreed. Um, and the characters. That's a good. You know, that's a really good comparison, though. It's kind of that Kirby did them both. Yeah, that's a that's what, a real solid comparison. What came for it? Did in, uh, inhumans? Okay, that they, makes they, sense they were because new gods are kind of a better version of that, <laughs> more or less. 
But do you know what the new gods were supposed to be? What's up? They were supposed to be literally Marvel's new gods. Thor and Odin and all them were supposed to die and be cleared away. And the new gods were supposed to be the new gods. But <laughs> history being history and the way it went, Jack Kirby left Marvel entirely and brought the whole concept over to DC and tweaked it a little bit and it became what it became. In any case, though, um, yeah, we're living in an era where I just saw this today, that Justice League is the lowest grossing DC film. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. That is absolutely insane. The Justice League yep. should have made a billion dollars or more. Yeah. Like, on the name alone. Mm-hmm. That movie makes a billion dollars. Yeah. You, and now it, ha- it can't even crack 230. 230. It, it can't even do that. Yeah. 230 million. Um, that shows how inept they are with this stuff. And you're going to tell me that the guys who derped that are going to be able to bring the new gods to the screen? Oh, I don't know. And here's another thing. Um, if you... I saw this and uh, give credit where credit is due. Most of the time they're garbage. But every once in a while, CBR comes out with you know something that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you come out with a New Gods movie, do you really need Justice League? Because New Gods are clearly going to go against Apocalypse, because who else would they go against? Yeah. I mean... Like, you've just nullified the purpose for having Justice League, unless you're focusing Justice League, you know, Earthbound, which, okay, if you want to do that. Um. So, yeah, I I don't think it'll happen. If it does happen, it will not be with Ava DuVernay. You think she's going to get cold feet and bail? Well, uh, find find me, with the exception of Wonder Woman, find me a DC movie that's that has been released with the director they started with. Very true. Very, very true. Well, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Zack Snyder did both from start to finish. But since then... Yeah, yeah. Been kind of a rocky road for those DC directors. So, yeah. All right. So good that, luck with that. Good, good, yeah. good luck. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, okay, so we have some sad news this week, Drew. Oh, it was announced officially, uh, I think this was like Wednesday of last week, Wednesday or Thursday, that after attempting to restructure and save the brand, Toys R Us will in fact be closing all yeah. its American operations. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's, it's legitimately saddening that there's not going to be a Toys R Us around. In, in the world of, you know, first world problems. Yeah, this is but, a but, grand scheme. But yeah, no, I, yeah. I feel you, man. It was a magical place for kids um, of our age anyway, that there was this whole place you could go and yeah. it had all the toys you saw in the commercials and you could ever dream of in one place under one roof. And, yeah. you know, it was just a magical weekend trips to Toys R Us on the rare weekends I got to go were like, that was a big deal. And that's gone now. Yeah. Like when this first started, like when the whole, it first started out as a rumor and then later on got confirmed. When it first started out as a rumor, it was, I think it was two weeks ago. And I was like, Saturday night, Julie was out doing something. I was home with him. Like, you know what? I'm going to take one in Toys R Us. And one Toys R Us, I was like, you know, I just want to buy like a Luke Skywalker action figure. He obviously can't play with it yet, but I want to, you know, I want to have that that moment with my son that 
my father got to have with me numerous times, as we've covered on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, you had that. You had those moments. Yeah. Um, but like when I got there, it was they didn't have anything. I think that's one of the. I mean, there's well, any, they're in liquidation there's any mode now, number man. of reasons why Toys R Us is going away. Most of them are valid. Um, but it's like, and I've been remembering what it was like compared to what it is now. Now, when you go in Toys R Us, like the Star Wars section is for like the action figures and whatnot is like half a shelving section, whatnot. Whereas back in the day, at its peak, something like uh, Star Wars or He-Man or G.I. Joe or Transformers, they would have an entire aisle, at least on one side, of just ceiling to floor toys for that particular line. Like, action figures were six and seven deep on the rack and the rack was five you know you know well i wonder how much i wonder how much is that is your is your memory though no i've been looking at pictures Hmm. old toys r us pictures i was like yep that's what it was shelf space was at a premium man i don't i don't know i mean i mean and obviously you can say that you know toys themselves just aren't like that anymore but it's just like it's not it's not the magical place it once was but that doesn't mean that we want to see it go. That's not why they closed. They closed yeah. because of stupid There's private capital. Numerous it's, different it's, reasons why they closed. Yeah, it, it, it's never. Mind. It's not just one. It's not just oh Amazon. There's a lot of people saying they're leveraged by. They got hosed by their investors. Is what happened. Yeah, but I digress. I'm not going to get into a political commentary here. But it's 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 a shame and it sucks. But but, but apparently from the ashes. Yeah. How, where did this come from? Uh, nowhere. KB Toys apparently trying to make a comeback. And extending offers to jobs to the 30,000 people that are getting laid off by Toys R Us, apparently. Yeah. What a world. That's, I mean, that's smart. You got pretty much a pre-trained workforce on your hand right there. They know the products. Yeah. Probably. Uh, that's kind of cool. I was like, I liked both. I mean, hope they don't have those KB prices. Yeah. KB was always more expensive. Well, they were always in malls and stuff. Yeah. And you got it. That's, that's mall overhead. Yeah. That's, that's pricey, man. I'm, I'm wary because I think I mentioned this to you. I know I mentioned this to someone else is that I, I don't think in today's market, unless you're a necessity, food, clothing, something along those lines. I don't think a store that sells solely one item can survive on that scale. Mm. Like smaller, you know, one-offs or local chains, things like that, yes. But like on the scale that Toys R Us was at, I don't think we'll ever see a toy store on that scale again. Well, that's because kids don't play with toys anymore. That's part of it. I kids mean, just like everyone else now, that kids love their screen time. The kids also do yeah. still like toys, not as much as when we were kids, because obviously the you know there's technology there and different. But and also like we weren't completely innocent of that either, because as soon as Nintendo came out, how much were you actually playing with your toys? No, no, I hear you, but you know what I see kids watching? What this is gonna this is gonna mess you up because it certainly messes me up, and it's weird. And when you see the numbers on it, you're gonna feel real weird. Porn? No, weirder. That would be that'd be normal. It's like, oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think um, of a certain age anyway. <laughs> I was about to say. All right, but no, okay, little kids, little kids. Yeah. 
little kids like watching videos of little kids playing with toys. Yeah. This is weird. Well, okay. Yes, it is weird, but your parents can't afford that toy. No, no, that's not... No, 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 no. That, the kids don't know that. The kids... <laughs> I'm serious. They don't even want the toy. They just want to watch a video of people, of other kids playing with the toy. That's weird. What is going on here? That's weird. Get off my lawn, sir. <laughs> Why do I have to get off the lawn? <laughs> You're, okay, come back. Come back. Okay. You kids. It's our get lawn. Off the, it's our <laughs> lawn. <laughs> come on back. Come on back. I didn't mean to dump on you. <laughs> Things aren't as bad as they seem. Oh, hey, before I forget. What's up? Um, back to the week, real quick. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a big aside, but I don't want to. I don't want to forget. Yeah, it's what we do here. So, I think it was Saturday night. Maybe not. Maybe it was Sunday night. Um, the Dark Knight was on, and I was watching it. And I watched. Yeah, I, I, saw, watched, I saw your your comments. I watched and the it for a, a solid like, couple hours, and what I've come away with from the Dark Knight is was on like network TV, not nah, uh, HBO or Showtime okay. or something. Yeah. The Joker's fantastic, and whenever he's on the screen, the movie's really good. Whenever he's not on the screen, that movie's doesn't hold up at all. Uh, it's not so. very good. Recently, and I was still as fine with those I've always been. I the two I, things you decided to to rage against though, uh, it's just kind of like I caught the messages early in the morning. I was like. I don't have time for this. <laughs> you were complaining about Harvey Dent's hair. He looked terrible. He looked stupid. And just Maggie Gyllenhaal's existence. Oh, God. She's awful. She, 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 number one, she looks awful. I'm sorry. I don't mean to dump on her, but I do. She looks terrible. Number two, her performance was just, just awful. I mean, you don't really need much out of that character. You got to give me more than really stilted... I'm clearly reading a script delivery. The plot is um, it, the plot is big on the movie's big on its messages, but the actual details of its plot are really not good. <laughs> like there's a lot of assumptions made by a lot of key players to get all the chess pieces exactly where they need to be at that exact moment in time. It shifts gears a lot, and it's like, how did you know? That would happen the way it happened to get this to happen. Because Batman. No, th- not Batman. But but the whole plot to capture the Joker in the middle there with with, with, with when they're transporting Dent. We got you, and they, with you know when Gordon faked his death. Yeah. And all that. How did you know that that would go down that way? How did you know the Joker would get out of the truck and and be in that place at that time to be busted by you at that moment in time? Like. What, what, how did Classic the joke how did the joker know that he wouldn't just get away with capturing dent in that instance and get to where we had no no no. he had the, the fat guy with the phone in his gut get brought in after he had gotten arrested because he planned on being oh my god dude there's so <laughs> many plot conveniences it's it's insane sometimes you just gotta think ahead 32 steps having said that <laughs> again uh the joker's fantastic but i think if uh if ledger was not as amazing in that role that movie would not be nearly as uh revered as it seems to be 
Okay. So I just wanted to get... No, that's fair. It came to me on Saturday or Sunday. I was like, this movie, I don't know. Oh, and the fight choreography is bad. It's bad. It's very slow. Outrageously great in those films. Yeah, Nolan... There's a lot of quick moving camera shots and... I like Nolan, you know, overall, but action, not his forte. Yeah, he's like Brian Singer, just less rapey. Um... Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So off track there. No, no, that's fine. Back to news. Drew, um, make sure you don't overspend while you're in California. You're going to want to save your money. Uh-oh. Because the Atari VCS is going to be available for pre-order soon. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't think I have to worry about <laughs> about it. Yeah, I saw this. I sent this, I sent this out this morning yeah, to you yeah. guys. Um, okay, so this is what the Atari VCS Break it down is. for us, Carl. The Atari is sick of having money because, you know, after making profits, just making games, uh, they decided to get back into the console market. Kind of. <laughs> so they're coming out with a new console. Once again, kind, kind of. of. <laughs> um, it Physically, it looks really sweet. It's a very cool looking. It's a retro but modern design at the same time. The controllers look pretty sweet because, again, they're retro but modern at the same time. But, okay, so they're saying it's going to operate twofold. First off, be kind of like a NES Classic to where you can play all the old Atari games. Now, Drew, we kind of addressed this on our guest spot on the memory machine. Yeah. Shout out to the memory machine. Once again. Um, Atari games, at least for you and I, don't really hold up. No. They're not great games. They're not great games. They're too simple, and the Atari... After 10 minutes, you've seen all the game's going to do. Yeah, and you know, I wish I could tell you that the Atari was like multifaceted in, in its quality, and it really wasn't. It was all we had. At, yeah. Or you know, they, me, whatever. It's It's got... Its legacy is legitimate. Sure. It... it it did, it did things for as far as like going back and revisiting it. You don't I, want to. I don't really need to. No, it, it's music was terrible. It 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 music. Yeah, recycling. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. It, no. Just, so that's but that's, it, but Carl allegedly it can do new games too. It can. It's what designed I don't to know. play PC games. So, oh, oh, okay, hang on. But it can't handle the high-end graphic PC games. So it's so you're gonna get a lot of old games, which is fine. old games or games you don't really want to play. Well, that depends. I mean, if they can hook it up to Steam and have like you know a, a, a curated low system intensity list of games available for purchase, I mean that makes that's valid but mm, i don't i'll just I, buy a computer I'll, yeah i yeah it can do more yeah this is this is a boardroom gone you 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 put it best who is this for yeah who is it for and this again you know what happened folks if you're out there and you're amped about this and you're going to be plopping down your i don't know what the sticker price is going to be oh it's not cheap either no it's going to be i think at least like 200 bucks uh, let us know and let us know why because we're puzzled. I think it's more than 200 to be honest with you. And like this is some guys at Atari or, or whoever. I, it probably wasn't even Atari. It was probably some 
dare I say, some some venture capitalist Nimrod who talked him into it. They saw the NES Classic fly off the shelves, and they they're like, "We could what what's out? What else is out there? Atari." And these people are probably older than us. Yeah, and they probably have no concept of what game players yeah want or are hip to or have nostalgia for in the year of our Lord 2018. And and clearly they didn't research that Atari was first to the game in the retro system, multiple games of one thing. Just go to your local Rite Aid or... Yeah. The, you know. I just don't... I don't... Who's it for? Who's it for? Who wants this thing? And it, like, what, what are they hoping to get out of it? Yeah. It doesn't even play the original cartridges, dude. Like... That's fine. You can sit I mean, someone out there and like, well, you bought the Super NT. And it's like, dude... Super NT plays all my carts. It doesn't have anything built into it. Well, it's got two games built into it, but they don't count. Like, you know, it, yeah. it's, it is for all intents and purposes a Super Nintendo that I put my cartridges into. Yeah. That has a market. There are, there are people out there, many of us, who collect old games and still play them on yeah. original hardware. I, this I, Atari I don't, thing, I don't, I don't need don't, something like this to play the original carts. I barely need it to play the original Atari games. <laughs> I don't need I don't need that much Atari in my life. I know Nate's listening, he's like, Oh, you guys are you guys are so wrong. And that, that's fine, Nate. We set this on the memory yeah. machine, man. Like, you know what do you got? What are you gonna sit there and play? For more for, for more than nothing, five minutes? Pitfall, maybe like nothing that I would wanna go back and really, really play. Because it's all like licensed stuff like Empire Strikes Back or I've always wanted to revisit the Spider Man entire game. Wow. I mean Pitfall Choplifter. Yeah. Uh not a lot. That's you know, and I'm I'm reaching. Pretty much all the Activision games. Yeah. Activision was good on Atari. Sure. Sure. Um but yeah. So yeah. Good that's, luck with all that. That's happening. So let's shift gears to positive video game news. Okay. We had a mini Nintendi. Ah, the Nindy Direct. The Nindy, whatever it's called. <laughs> so it was a Nintendo Direct today, but for indie games. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff in there. It looks uh looks uh, really interesting. I'm interested to see what the uh the Mark and the Ninja is gonna be. Um Bad North, I think look really cool. Um the messenger is uh the messenger right looks, up our alley. Yeah. Um an eight bit game where you can time travel to and a when you time bit. travel you become sixteen bit. That's it's kinda brilliant. That's genius. Um Um If money were no object, I would probably buy most of those games, honestly, and play all of them. Because it's like, wow, there's there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff coming. But when you know, they're probably gonna be twelve dollars to twenty dollars a piece, it gets a little harder to I can't. I have a hard time justifying like buying yeah. all the things. I'm excited for Banner Saga. I know. You, yeah, you mentioned that before because uh, it's it seems to be a very Final Fantasy Tactics like game. And there's three of them. And yes. they're all coming to Switch. Yeah, all at once. And I, all I, for you. Yeah. And I guess like in that game, like you build up your characters, but when your characters die, they're dead. You don't bring them back. It's the the really real world. <laughs> Ain't no coming back. You know what I thought was interesting about the, that Nindy Direct too is like a lot of those games are uh, either Switch exclusive or or uh, Switch premiere. Switch premiering. Yeah, which is that's wow, man. This is the Nintendo I want to see. Yeah, the one that reaches a handout to independent developers. A lot of the games I've played in the last five years have been, have, have been indie games, and I've really, really, really enjoyed them. 
Yep. More than a lot of AAA titles. And if I can maybe extend out my timeline here, going look, looking at my crystal ball, dude, I got to tell you, AAA games, I'm not saying it's over, but the the cost yeah, to make them is never yeah. going to go down. And I just have this weird feeling like it's set, the market is setting itself up in a very unsustainable way for those games to keep coming out and being good and viable without I, loot boxes and garbage yeah. that we don't want in games. I, I don't think it's over, but I think they're going to be fewer and farther between, which I think ultimately is good. It is, um, but but I also think that they're they're kind of with with microtransactions and uh, ever spiraling budgets and price tags and what just I, it yeah. it's it's shaping up grimly. It's, it's going to be interesting. So it's funny anyway. because like EA announced earlier this week that they're revamping the progression system in Battlefront Two, and I'm like, dude, it, it's too late. Your, your <laughs> game's dead. I'm not even playing it anymore. Yeah. So so yeah. I don't know, um, man. Uh, indie games though, I think are great. Um, some people out there have a hard time with the pixel art aesthetic. They hate it. I don't understand that I mentality. D- when it gets to be too basic is when I'm kind of check out. When it gets to be just like a couple steps above Atari is when I'm just like, nah, no thanks. It's all in the presentation G- for me. Give me give me at least uh, Nintendo Plus aesthetic, and I'll start listening to what you have to say. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, yeah, you know, you know what the one that actually did nothing for me was? Fighting game. I was going to ask you about that. I was, I was like, eh. If eh. Capcom made it, would you have been like, oh, okay. I would have been, if Capcom had made that, I would have been like, oh, Capcom. Because I'm not judging it based on the fact that it's an indie game. I'm just judging it based on what I saw. I'm like, it looks very stiff. doesn't look very fluid at all. Give it a shot. It might be be early. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Could be good. Um, Speaking of fighting games. Yeah. This brings us on to our, our next, I believe, final news story. Uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection Street Date was announced today. It's going to be, I believe, May 29th. That's coming. Um, yes, May 29th. So I'm very excited about this. You know, I know you all are. games I currently own. I know you're not going to chastise me for buying games I currently own again. Nope, I do um, it too. <laughs> so the Street Date was announced today and uh, some different features of the versions that were announced today. If you are pre-ordering for uh, PS4 or Xbox One, you will get a uh, download code for Ultra Street Fighter 4, which is not included on the disc for the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Um, That, unfortunately, is not available for the Switch, but the Switch is getting an exclusive tournament mode that the other two won't have. I thought it looked pretty neat. Yeah, looks I, interesting. I like brackets. Uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always a fan <laughs> of like local tournament modes. A couple games have done that to this point. Is that um, Street Fighter that came out for Switch previous going to be included on that? That Ultra Street Fighter? I Sup- don't Ultra think so. Super whatever. Ultra Street Fighter Two: The Final Challengers. Okay. Uh, no. Interesting. No, it's just going to be like it's not even the HD remix that's going to be on the 30th anniversary collection, which I'm kind of okay with. It's fine because they it they've said they have stri- they have like stressed that these are all 
arcade perfect translations with any bugs or whatnot included. Mm, okay. So, you know, I've got my my HD remix on PS3. And yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. You know, want to shell out the extra money for another controller? I can get it for Switch. And so uh, let's get hype because we're gonna play some Fighting Street. <laughs> no, no, it's a terrible game. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's horrible. Like the quantum leap between Street Fighter One and Street Fighter Two. I'm sorry. It's it's bad. It is pretty bad. It's very terrible, actually. Um. So yeah, I think that is it for the news. Pretty much. Did you see those Joe Quesada covers for Daredevil number six hundred? Yes, I showed them to you. Yeah, yeah. those are nice. Look nice. Oh, they're nice. Look nice. Uh, what if we get? Oh, Joe? whoa. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, there was hey, some uh, hey. Luke Cage casting. There was uh, Annabella Sciorra Sci- was cast as the villain. I don't know who that is. Um, I think I God, I read the article. I don't want to go through looking for it right now because it's just going <laughs> to slow us down. I, she's playing a character that's, I believe the article mentioned is from Punisher comics. Oh uh, yeah, I saw this. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. What? Let's see how all we'll see of, how it goes. Here's the thing: people are like, "Oh, cross it over with the Punisher." And it's like, "Yeah, but did you miss the memo where like the Punisher doesn't really kill mafia people anymore? Now that he's got to be like this covert operative." Well, a couple. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. all this momentarily. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's going on. Oh, uh, hey, remember how you lambasted Marvel for their relaunch of everything? Yeah. Justice League. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Justice League relaunch, Scott Snyder and uh, it's a, Jim Chung on on yeah. art. seeing him, dude. Seeing the artwork for that, him drawing DC characters, it's so weird. Yeah, it's very strange to me. He's been doing Avengers for like a decade. Yep, Young Avengers and and mm-hmm. the, some big crossovers and what's like. Now I'm drawing Justice League. Oh my god, it's so strange. I'm, I might pick it up. See, that's the problem with Scott Snyder. When he's on, <laughs> he's so dang good. But then, like, it hits that right turn, Clyde. Then, just, then zero year. Then you're just like, done. Like, all-star Batman. So great. Then he had to, like, make it so that Bruce and Harvey were in a boarding school together sharing their mental problems. I'm like, no! Yeah. No! 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 Rod, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh i've i've heard kevin smith's heart attack story all i need to hear that's that's the only problem <laughs> listening to multiple kevin smith podcasts is like you will hear the same story yeah, yeah multiple yeah. times in the week i'm but just glad to, he's doing better. exactly just keep keep kicking please and glad to see mark bernard's okay too yeah oh man craziness all right so news is done drew uh, oh, he's dropping the papers. He's dropping the papers, folks. Okay. Your yours sounds better than I do, so I'm just going to defer to you. you. I don't know. You, yours, you got like the old Marvel logo sound. Yeah, but yours it. has that satisfying, yeah, that crackle. I, I can't do the crackle anymore. Here's, see, that, that's you. Then I've got... <laughs> it's not as good, you know? Yeah, well, you know, we each bring something in the game. Okay. Punisher. Episode 11, Danger Close. Drew, 
I really, I really kind of want to be done with the Punisher. I, at least this series, I, because <laughs> I've started. I feel the same way. I've started watching Jessica Jones. Okay, and I'm loving it. Wow, you're one of the few. Okay, and I just like. So you're the guy. <laughs> I don't, Allegedly, I, don't get, I think people were expecting something different. Jessica Jones they usually is a, are a detective story, and it, this is paced fine. Um. I'm really enjoying Jessica Jones and coming back to the Punisher. I'm just like, oh yeah, a couple more episodes of you. But well, I mean, you, you, know, you, you get you get a lot you get a lot of stuff in this one. We get some bang bang. You get a lot of bang bang in this one. Uh, the the show needed more episodes like this. Yes, not every episode should no, be like this. but more. At least every other. <laughs> sure. More punishment in my Punisher, yes. please. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so this episode starts with a Marilyn Manson track. Number one, I'm shocked that Marvel shelled out licensing for Marilyn Manson. Num- really? Have you heard the soundtracks the Guardians of the Galaxy went that's, into? Uh, that's that's movies, sir. TV. You know. Okay. Not as much money, I'd, I'd say. Number two, of course, they pick the most dad rocky, ballady acoustic guitar song possible. I am not a Marilyn Manson fan, so I will defer to you. First three to... F- yeah, there's a sliding scale, but the first few records were really good. And then you would later, not later find out, but uh, it does coincide, or maybe not coincidentally, that Trent Reznor produced them. So, you know, you know, you know. But anyway, they were really good. But it's not even that this song is bad. It's just like, it just it's that tone. It's the safe choice. For this... For this dad rocking Punisher guitar playing Punisher, yeah, it's a very safe choice. It's just, man, it's, no, oh, no, stab rods, no, <laughs> I can't, no, no, anyway, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's dad fine. Rod. I'm nitpicking, but it's just, it's yeah. just, it's just, it's just a thing. Yeah, we're having kind of a hobo barbecue and. <laughs> They're cooking hobos? No, just <laughs> oh, okay. a bunch of hobos sitting around, a bunch of, bunch of fire barrels. Every time I see a uh, barrel fire, I always think of Double Dragon. I don't know why. I always think of The Crow. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I go. Um, Double Dragon the movie, mind you, not the video game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Funny, funny connection between oh. Double Dragon the movie and The Crow Go on. Um, in Double Dragon the movie, one of the stars, aside from Melissa Milano and Scott Wolf, was Mark uh, DeCascos. Yes, I think his yes, 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 yes. Went on to play Eric in the Crow television series. Oh, look at that. I remember seeing the Crow television series when I was in college. I was like, oh, it's a dude from Double Dragon. <laughs> he landed on his feet. It's Billy Lee. K- kind of. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> he did a lot of stuff. He, he came to life. Good for him. I think he hosts Iron Chef now. Now, he uh, he did a movie that lives in a warm place in my heart that it, you know people will say is a bad '90s martial arts film, but I love it. Only the strong. Okay. It was its hook was um uh, it was dealing with capoeira, I... the Brazilian dance fighting style, like they have Eddie there. Go- think Eddie Garo Tekken. Oh, okay. All right. I got nothing else for you then. All right. It's a good. It's a good movie though. I enjoy. Sure. So Frank's all busted up and he and and he comes back home, air quotes. Yeah. After last episodes, back you know. To the lair. Yeah. 
with a nice kitchen. And, uh, and Micro's still rocking that bathrobe. Yeah. What a life to be on the lamb. He just rock a robe just, all day. All he needs is a bathrobe, man. What a smell. <laughs> he probably doesn't bathe often. Can I say something about where Frank was kind of giving himself medical attention? Sure. You see the bathroom, the dilapidated, rundown bathroom. Yes. The water that's coming out of those pipes seems awfully clean. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little nitpicky yeah. thing, but I'm just saying. I wouldn't want to be splashing water from a sink like that on my face. No. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're still at odds because Micro went to Madonna. Went to Madonna without Frank. And he's Frank's a little upset. But he's all busted up, so he relents and lets Micro help him and whatnot. Um, but you're uh, like they're having their little diatribe about what we, we said we do it together. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you're dead to me, and I'm gonna go kill them all. Yada yada. They have a lover spat. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. We get, and then we cut. Madani's brings in Russo into the into into homeland, and she starts drilling him on the death of Max yeah. and the and the, the op that went that went bad. And she gets him on tape, and she's trying to get him to confess. But like, come on, man, you know he's yeah. not, he's not she, gonna crack there. She really overplays her hand here. She does. And it shows that it's very easy to get her riled and to get her to make mistakes. And Rafi points out later in the episode that this was a mistake. She is not the best actress either. I just want to put that out. If I'm going to rag on Maggie Gyllenhaal, I got, I'm going to be in fairness. I, I, no, I, I think yeah. she's she's fine. She's okay. She's fine. She's okay. I think it's the character that isn't the best, but again, not it's, the worst either. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's a, how do you guys like the Punisher? It's fine. It's, 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 it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's it's the best live action Punisher there's ever been. As a whole? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Barenthal is still Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Ray Stevenson is like under underrated. I think he's rated. I, I he's pretty solid as as Frank. He is solid. I've never said otherwise. I think I like him as Frank, actually. But do you like him better than Burnthal? For what <sighs> he does the portrayal that I like. The cold, detached, remorseless killer, Punisher. Yeah, and that movie show proved that that Punisher doesn't work for a wide audience. There were other reasons that movie didn't work. Lots of them. Yeah, I know, but you need... Hi, I'm the guy who plays Jigsaw. I'm <sighs> going to just ham it up in this whole film yeah, and not I'm take any of Batman it seriously. I'm a Batman 66 villain in Basically a Punisher movie. Basically that. Yeah. yeah. I, you know... That and there were some tonal clashes in that flicker. I'm like, what, what? What are we doing here? He did hit a guy who was jumping from one building to another with a grenade launcher. That's the scene I was thinking about. Yeah, tone, it's folks, kind of cool, cool, hokey. I'm not sure, but you know, it was cool. Anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. Um. So that doesn't go well. Rafi has to chastise her. I like Rafi. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, seems solid. Um. Now we've got Marion and Rollins. Once again, nefarious meeting taking place on the water. Yeah. Trope. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, 
seen every that. single time I see two people on the water, I'm like, oh, they're talking. About her. They're doing something. They're, <laughs> they're, doing, doing, they're, they're up to stuff. <laughs> Those people in Niagara Falls, all of them, they're all up they're to all, no good. They're all just shadowy affairs. It's, it's just one of those things. Like it's like a, it's like the visual. If I had, if I had to really nitpick this show, it it it, it falls on tropes a lot. This being one of them, like yeah. There's our oh, oh, we know that they're shadowy and that they're up to no good because there are two people walking on a dock. It's like, and we have two scenes of that in this episode. We do. They're the same people, though, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe. Man. Just go to Starbucks or something. Like, no one cares. Dotson. Dotson. <laughs> we got Dotson here. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Shouldn't use my name. <laughs> It's like we learned nothing from Jurassic Park. Nobody cares. <laughs> what do we learn from Jurassic Park? <laughs> Don't make dinosaurs. A. B. Dotson. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so, yeah. So, well, Rollins well, is kind of laying out what's going on. They're kind of... He's the, very the, cool he's about the, all this. Yeah, he's very matter of fact. And yeah. I think he's I like that character for that reason. Like he's I don't think he's the hero of his own story. I don't think he's the villain of his own is. story. I don't even think he does. I think he simply thinks that this is where I am, this is what needs to be done, and this is how it's going to Okay, get that's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's very cold and calculating like that. Yep. Yep. And then he drags Marianne into it. Made Marion. Made Marion. Yeah. Do you think they did that on purpose? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, so yeah, drags her into it, into it. Kind of. He's leaving key things out. He is. Which he then. But there's a certain in the point, second meeting. Yeah, there's a certain point though where she knows enough. Yeah. To where when she does know what she does know, when Rafi brings her in to have that meeting with Madani. She covers for Rollins a yeah. bit. She doesn't play necessarily so nice with Homeland. Yeah, because again, she doesn't want the the poop to be on her shoes. Yeah, to yeah. Use the parlance of the show. Sure, fair enough. But you and are... there's but there's only and we see in the second meeting there's only a certain point she's willing to go to with that. There is, and she does back. You know, yeah. Once a point where once she, she finds out Homeland agents have been killed on American soil, she's like, okay. Fix this, yeah. and then you're done. Yeah. But even still, given what given what Rollins has done, she lets she offers to let him off very lightly. Yeah. Fix this and then retire and then, you know, see you later. Dude, you just you now know that he's complicit in the deaths of, of Homeland Security agents on US soil, funded a, t- a terror or a torture program with money from Drugs in 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 Afghanistan, lady. Take some action. Put, put here. him in jail. Do something. Well, I mean, I'm sure with CIA, well, they probably all got a little bit of dirt. Sure, sure, sure. And that's where this show, you know, that's the, it's building its narrative on on that kind of stuff, and it's setting that kind of murky, um, boogeyman kind of stuff up, so that Frank, and by some level of comparison. Is how do I more more 
relatable or or you you're more willing to go along with him in the face of this big evil machine yeah it's 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 like you've always said you know the way you make frank air quotes likable is to put him up against something worse yeah well for for this frank that we're being given this is kind of that thing that's worse and again i've I've said before that story has been told in the comics so i don't mean to totally tear it down here it's, yeah, it's fine. It's it's Garth Ennis has done a, a few like that, where the bad guys are these old hard military guys that are just part of a machination where they they that's just what they do. And yeah, they're, and they're monstrous. We we don't hate this show. It's just kind of now what we were hoping it was going to be. That's a fair way to put it. Yeah, still better in Iron Fist. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Oh, I had a, so many breakpoints with that show, but I tried to truck through, and then eventually I did tap out. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I bumped up against hard in this episode, so Frank has made a decision. He's ditching micro. He's just going to do it his way. And to that extent, he is bringing back the skull. Yes. And then we get this five minute diatribe on what the skull is. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you would uh, bring that up. Yeah. I I agree with you. It's, it's, it's just a skull. Doesn't need symbolism yeah it doesn't need to be a specific skull i think the word you meant to say was symbology yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's the symbology there yeah micro um, gives him this whole yeah he's like, you know what kind of skull that is i'm like it's a skull he just spray painted it on a, a, a bulletproof vest yeah it's a bulletproof vest skull yeah two things about that okay. real quick number one if you're telling me it's from the comic okay fine it's not. The skull okay. is the skull. That's, like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> it's the skull. It's Sometimes the skull. a cigar is just a cigar. That, that's that's Frank's gimmick, and he sticks to it. Yep. Uh, one, the skull's too big. It's a little overbearing. On I that. don't mind that. I think the, the visual of the skull is ultimately fine. It's, it's too large on the chest. Number two, what a vest. Because yeah. that thing takes Let's talk about that. a lot of punishment, and he's okay. From my understanding... I don't think and that's I the way vests work. Could be wrong. Once a vest takes one shot, it's no longer usable. Because I think I don't know. it compromises the way the fibers are weaved together. I would think, but I'm not an engineer. It doesn't have Integ- yeah. structural integrity. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the case with modern ones. Maybe they can withstand more than one, but you know. He's dealing with military black ops guys, right? You'd think the ammo that they're packing is going to put him down. Vest or no vest. Yeah. You know what? I've got a friend in the Secret Service. I'm going to ask him this question. Just make sure he doesn't violate any security oh. protocols. Yeah, I'm sure he won't. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's find out. Um, so, yeah. Um, what a vest. So, so okay. <laughs> We got a lot, a lot of things yeah. happen in this Jumping episode. Jumping back. A lot, a lot happens in this episode. Cop shows up at Micro's family's house. Stupid kid. Micro's yeah. stupid son. <laughs> <laughs> Little jerk. Ugh. What's his name? Kevin or something? I don't know. Screw him. What a jerk. My God. He calls the Punisher tip line. Yep. On his mother. Yep. And then fake cop shows up because Rollins is, is listening for anything Punisher related. 
And then fake cop shows up and kidnaps him and the mom. He's like, I'm sorry, mom. If I were his mother, I'd be like, this is all your fault. I have no son. Anyway, luckily his daughter gets away. Micra's daughter is crafty yeah. and she escapes mm-hmm. and then makes contact. Well, Frank makes contact. Yeah. Um, and they hatched a little rescue op plan. Frank's going to go deal with all this business and then they're going to rescue them and, and yada, yada. You you have a, a Android phone, right? I do. Can you take your battery out of your phone? No. I can't take my battery out of my iPhone. Here's the thing. I can take a SIM card out. It depends on your phone. Some manufacturers let you do it. Others don't. Okay. Uh, the Samsung S series, I can't. In my previous phone, the... Um, actually, let me think about that for a second. No, my LG, I couldn't either. Well, was it LG? Yeah, my LG Envy. Or not Envy. What am I talking about? That's, oh my God, that's like 10 years ago phone. Uh, the HTC, that's the one. My HTC one, I couldn't take it out either. It was all base, base, built in. My LGs, I could. My Samsung S3 or 4, I still could take the battery out. But on the new, this is the 8. No, it's all that's all built in there. You can't do that anymore. The super, and if the slimmer the yeah. phone, the less likely it is you're, gonna, you're getting that battery out. But anyway. Also, a lot of flip phones being used. But then again, they're good for burners. So yep. Know. But that might just also be another little TV show shorthand, like the flip phones, like the burner phone. <laughs> Do you hear the uh, the banana phone from the Matrix is making a comeback? Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Oh, you mean the one that the the, 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 the slidey phone? Yeah. Okay. Question about that because I, I did see that. Was the actual phone spring-loaded like that, or did they rig that for the movie? Because I've heard it both ways. I don't know. Okay. Just checking. I was very late to the cell phone game. All right. All right. I don't think I had a cell phone until like 2008. Okay. Just checking. Um, so, yeah, we got some... We got a little so reunion. Get kidnapped. Got a little My, reunion. Micro and the daughter get back together. Um, let's see... Micro's hesitation to go meet his daughter makes no sense to me. Because last episode, or the episode before that, he is all amped to go to his son and actually shows up and almost appears before his son. But now he's like, I don't know if I can go see my daughter. Well, it doesn't make sense to me. In fairness, he was chastised roundly by Frank for trying to interfere and go see the kid. The, yeah, the son. but I, I'm... Things are different now. Your kids are getting kidnapped. Yeah, yeah I feel you. I understand. Yeah. You want to just get to the fun part of the episode? Sure. Because I'm just looking over my notes here. Frank does his best Kevin McAllister impression, and he rigs the whole house to explode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, is, this is a much, much more believable Home Alone. <laughs> we know that you're in there. <laughs> you're all alone <laughs> and then shotgun through the keyhole oh yeah frank uh frank sets up because he knows billy's sending a team and frank does what we wanted to see frank do he punishes he punishes and There's he punishes hard much punishment yeah um Lots of bullets flying, lots of uh, faces exploding via shotgun blast. Yep. Um, 
And last I checked, that's not the, that's the second time we've gotten to see that in a in a Marvel TV show. A shotgun blast to the face yeah. from Frank Castle. That's impressive, actually. Yeah. Um, stabbings and in, 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 in beheading. Yep. Um, Good use of a decapitated head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, a, it was a good... So like I said, the show needed more of that. Well, this is where we get to see the basic, uh, basically the cold calculation of Frank. Yeah. This is Frank unhinged. Yeah. So he's capping these guys off. There's, but then there's moments when he's up close and personal trying to get information out of them, and then when they don't talk, he doesn't even Done. think twice. He just shoots him in the face blankly, like just no expression, yeah. nothing. Cold, yep. efficient, done. Um, that's the Punisher, really. Yeah. Uh, and you should be afraid of him. So if if anyone out there was like, you know, I don't know, I was watching the show and Frank kind of spooked me there. Like, good. Yeah. That's, that's the point. Hopefully next season will be all of that. <laughs> My only gripe with uh, Bernthal as Frank, though, is he likes to do the screamy thing a lot. I'm okay with that. In context, it depends. Right. He does it a lot, though. Something I know. Drago! <laughs> Drago. He does get to talk to Billy and kind of yeah. says, you know, come and get me more or less, right? More or less. Like they said, they set up an exchange for he's going to swap himself and Micro for Micro's wife and son. Okay. And then, you know, he meets up with Micro Madani back at the van. Yeah. That's kind of where the, the episode ends. Touchy feely Frank there. Well, touchy feely Frank. He's good with the kids. Yeah. You know, shoving knives in their neck and whatnot. <laughs> Life lessons from Frank. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is a good episode. Uh, more of these these kinds of episodes would have helped me have a maybe a better overall impression of this yeah. show. Um, but here we are. I think it's pretty. I think if I remember correctly, the show is really solid from here to the end. To like the last twenty minutes of the last episode. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. We're gonna find out. Because uh, we are coming near the end. So stay tuned and whatnot. All right. Cool. There we go. All righty. So, dear listeners, if you would like to communicate with us, send us any questions, comments, stuff to read on the show, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com or you can find all this information available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, any uh, closing thoughts? Ah, well, in case I don't uh, get around to doing the show with Jay next week, it will be a couple weeks till I speak to you again. So uh, just know that I'm en route to California I'm en route to Long Beach, and uh, hype is high. Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. <laughs> Just inject it into my veins. <laughs> sounds like a porn title. <laughs> like a porn parody of wrestling is what it sounds yeah, like. That's why it's great. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let me know if you can't do that, because I'll probably just do a live stream yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. Can do. Something. Will do. Yeah. So I think, given the events of this week, uh, closing to show a little more appropriate than our standard closing would probably be, I don't want to grow up.
Oh. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Give me the Sad Hulk music remix. Million toys and Toys R Us. I can play with. You know the words, Drew. I do. Keep going. From bikes <laughs> to trains to video games. It's the coolest toy store. That was the biggest. That's okay. Cool. This is good. There is. I don't want to grow up. Because baby, if I did. Baby. Wow. I wouldn't be. I couldn't be. Oh. A Toys R Us kid. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>